0: The Fold is brought to you by O Media, making brands unmissable and public spaces better across Aotearoa. No Mai Hoki Mai Kia The Fold. Duncan This is a monopod. It's about ZB, Plus, which is a, a brand new subscription uh, service launched by NZMe off the back of its venerable, alternately beloved and extremely behated News Talk ZB brand. And it's there's it's kind of there's a whole lot that's bundled into it, which has has been sort of rattling around in my head for a while. And so uh Samuel has politely uh agreed to to jump into the studio and, and let me record a, an old-fashioned monopod about about the service and why I think it's ultimately a good idea and will maybe maybe be a kind of a net good for New Zealand, certainly a net good for the Herald, um, uh, which I think is basically contra what, ev- what I've seen from every single other response to it to this point. Um, so, you know, very likely that uh, what I say today will be profoundly unconvincing to you. If so, I apologize. But uh, there's just, there's just a few things here, which I think feel, feel relevant to me. So let's just start with what the actual product is. Uh, And that's based on me not actually having used it. They've announced it. I don't know. I think it's live, but uh, I'm not paying the $13 a month or or $129 a year. It costs to access because honestly, it's not for me. That's, it's for like a particular kind of person, a probably older, you know, hardcore ZB listener. Probably someone who's pretty upset with the current government and thinks that broadly the media is not doing a great job of holding it to account. They're, they're probably people who are broadly dissatisfied with the rate of and direction of um, change in this country. You know, I'm not one of those people. I doubt many of my listeners, certainly spin-off readers, are, uh, but they're a sizable constituency here. And basically the the service will provide opinion from a range of people, the names that they that they nominated, um, on, on the announcement, uh, Bruce Cotterill, who's like a company director, Oliver Hartwich, who is, I think the head of the New Zealand Initiative, Jamie Mackay, who does The the Country, which is a, a sort of a, a kind of a rural farming segment on ZB, Muriel Newman, who's a former ACT MP, Fran O'Sullivan, the sort of business editor emeritus at The Herald, and Catherine Rich, who is I think head of the grocery council, something like that. Um, a sort of a, a minor or major player in the dirty politics as well. Um, all those people, as far as I know, a Pākehā, as is the editor, as is most of, uh, the, the lineups of news talk ZB that will be, and is a legitimate critique of, of the launch station of, of the launch platform and of the station. Um, you know, that, media the story of media of the last sort of five or so years has been of kind of realizing that it was a far too white place and that was both kind of morally wrong and also just exclusionary to a large and growing chunk of new zealand's population and you know a big part of what media has done some places better than others over the past 5 years has been to try and rectify that and that's good. that's a big generational multi-decade job that was inevitably going to be done sort of, you know, badly e- and well at the same time and and, and invariably will always be incomplete. Um, to launch something today with that says, you know, says quite a lot, you know, with a lineup like that says something in and of itself um, and, you know, which is like – again this is not for me but i don't think there is it should be any obligation to to address that to kind of have a a modern diverse pluralistic newsroom people can make their choices about where they spend their time and their money there will be potentially pressure on on nzme which has in other aspects of its works m- most notably the torito program which it's justifiably very proud uh, put a lot of work in that area um it's under an editor who I think is really um, interesting, a guy named Philip Crump, who until recently was known pseudonymously as uh, Cranmer. He, he had a Substack, which um, for quite some time uh, became kind of increasingly popular. He's also got an account on X. This guy... He's a lawyer uh, He spent a lot of time working in big firms on, on M&A, mergers and acquisitions in the city in London, uh, has returned to New Zealand, I think, post-pandemic, and basically started writing these pieces that were, they weren't legalistic. Like, he's, a, he's quite an approachable writer, but they very much were like he would get into the weeds of legislation or, um, you know, particular, you know, with, when he was writing about the mandates, for example, he would look into the fundamental um, acts of parliament that that justified that. Like the, he wasn't the the sort of general. It, it was just a very a fairly different approach, and you know, again, like this isn't someone who I think I agree with politically, but I but I had started reading him because I was like, it was, I thought it was interesting the you know, he was writing as a conservative about the way that um, various kind of issues were being dealt with from a government perspective. And he was willing to write about a whole bunch of stuff that broadly fits into the culture war type basket. He wrote about Posey Parker's visit, he wrote about the co-governance elements within three waters. And, you know, these things are typically discussed in a really kind of anti-intellectual, kind of tragic, inflammatory way. And, you know, and, and I've noticed even people who I really like, like, you know, Patrick Smelly and um, Bernard Hickey, describe him as – Bernard Hickey described him today as an anti-co-governance campaigner. Honestly, having read what he – you know, I was I was planning on filing this guy, so I was reading him quite closely. I don't think that accurately describes him. I mean, I think he – disagrees with the way that some of what of how covenant co-governance has been kind of laid out um in in legislatively but i don't it didn't feel campaigning to me he's got a degree in maori studies he's not um by any means like a stereotypical kind of angry anonymous kind of racist dude online he's a pretty smart guy i think it's hard to argue that at the very least and um And like I say, while I don't agree with his views, I think as far as someone to edit a platform like this, which is naturally going to spend a decent chunk of time in these areas because they are of consuming interest to that audience, I personally don't think you could have got a better, more intellectually rigorous person to fulfill that role. And... I understand that there'll be a lot of people who just think, why are you talking about that stuff? Why are you fixating on it? It's not of consuming interest to me at all. But I do think, I do understand why people are interested in it. And furthermore, and I think this is a point that I really want to to kind of drill into, I don't think it has been a net positive for New Zealand's media to avoid covering things which... Uh, of consuming interest to a decent-sized chunk of the audience or of a of an audience, I think that that doesn't make the issue go away. I think if you where there are things that are tricky, you you know you kind of have to try and figure out a smart way to cover them. What, what's another thing he's another thing that he's written about probably the thing that he started writing about and got most into was mandates. And I think that actually with hindsight, you know, there, there, is, there are very reasonable people who think we probably went a bit far with, with the scale of mandates and it created the seeds for the alienation that became the occupation and is still a very much a pre- present part of our public life. But I think as media, at the time, we, we didn't really scrutinize man, the, the sort of need for the, the scale of mandates that we had um, as much as we probably should have. Because it was, it was scary. It was like a really difficult time to operate. So what am I saying here? Basically, I think that there is a kind of, there is a mainstream media which discusses a particular basket of issues in a particular kind of way. And that's great for most people most of the time. But just as we need a strong Maori media sector, just as we need a, you know, Pacific Media Network to kind of give voice to those those views that that kind of agitated, sometimes angry, um, often but not exclusively Pakeha uh, r- sort of right wing view. It, it's better that it have a platform that where it is kind of controlled and kind of given a, a logic and and a, t- and a rigor and a test than it is just kind of festering away on Telegram and, you know, in WhatsApp groups and in private Facebook groups. I just fundamentally believe that. I believe that very, very deeply, and I think if you're going to do something like this, ZB is the most obvious place to do it, and I think Philip Crump... May well be proven wrong on this, but based on my limited interactions with him and reading of him, I think he would be a a decent and responsible person to run something like that. The Fold is brought to you by O-Media, making brands unmissable and public spaces better across Aotearoa, with over 4,000 out-of-home advertising sites nationwide across both street furniture and retail centers. I'm super grateful to O-Media for enabling us to make unmissable connections with Kiwis. Okay, so that's the sort of why moral case, and there's a couple of other things I want to get into um, first in terms of the, the sort of business case and why it's actually a net good for New Zealand's media overall. Um, let's start with why, why, the, why it works for New Zealand's media overall. Right now, the, the Herald publishes ZB opinion pieces on its main platform in front of the paywall. So you have what are functionally kind of – I'm not going to say that there is no consideration in them, but ZB hosts have to do a few kind of opinion monologues each day that are designed to be read aloud and have that kind of ephemeral quality to them. Um, and, but because, you know, this is digital publishing, they also get effectively transcribed uh, and put online – where they just feel different, and they certainly don't have that kind of uh, you know fly by night quality that a that a radio opinion piece does. Uh, you understand why they do that, like that they they get well read. They're sort of divisive, so people kind of hate read them and love read them. Therefore, you can sell advertising around that. That's fine. That was very much an era for the Herald, probably a solid decade. This. Says that they're moving in a different direction. This says that the marginal value of thirty thousand reads of a Heather Duplessis Allen column is has diminished to the point where actually putting it behind a paywall is makes better business sense. And I'll get to that in a moment. But what I think the sort of the really positive thing I think this this does is if they really commit to this thing, and they haven't been one hundred percent clear whether all of the ZB opinion will disappear from the Herald site and go to this new ZB site. Most likely things, they do that in stages. But it cleans up the Herald's brand because the Herald as a, basically a a homepage, which is a clearinghouse for a huge volume of content, um, it's been kind of an incoherent mess, I think. And it has, serves to bury the really good journalism that's done there underneath all this other random shit, like, you know, these these kind of radio opinion columns, there's a finite amount of space on that homepage, which is by far the biggest driver of traffic around and you know NZME's properties. So what happens is Simon Wilson wrote, I don't know if you read it, on the weekend, he wrote this brilliant interview with Wayne Brown. By far the best thing that Wayne Brown has has sort of said, uh, and and I think it was really big of Simon to go and approach um Wayne Brown, who is said some really fucked up things about him to be honest but he it was basically almost both of them admitting that they you know it was simon admitting that not that he got wayne brown wrong but wayne brown's been a better and more interesting political figure than he would ever have imagined um a year ago and it was wayne brown talking about what he'd learned and and revealing himself as as a, a deeply curious person and it was this amazing very human piece of journalism you might have missed that on the homepage because ultimately someone's making a decision about whether to put that there or, or a new Mike's Minute kind of column. Yeah, you know, same with you know David Fisher, fantastic piece about the um, you know the, the complex electoral realities of, of Northland. How long is that going to that, that going to get on the homepage? I don't know, but as a Herald subscriber, I would rather see that there than some sort of random ZB stuff. Basically, the, the Herald homepage is just an incredibly important asset to ZB. In the aftermath of the free social distribution era, those homepages where people go expecting news are just enormously important um, and, and increasingly so. You know, The, the internet, the, the nature of traffic and, and human behavior online is changing very rapidly at the moment. So that, that Herald homepage is really important. If ZB can just be a sort of a little tab on it, like a a, a section that's much like the way it treats Business Desk or Viva, and it's all behind a paywall, and the balance of it is either free commodity news or the sort of luxury journalism that it's trying to do with The Herald, that's a more coherent product. And it's also, and this is the final part I want to get to, it's also just a much better business. Like... The just trying to shove everything into one place and monetize it by wrapping ever more intrusive advertising around it is is just not going to work. And you know, I've, I've felt for a long, long time that ZB's digital presence was a massive missed opportunity. If you look at the US um, and the UK. There are really developed right-wing media ecosystems. Um, again, you don't have to love them, but they exist. It's this is a business opportunity. And ZB having high margin businesses helps fund Simon Wilson on The Herald and helps fund, you know, podcasts or radio shows you might like. Like it's just, I think, personally, in our interest for NZMe to be a, a really well-functioning, um, profitable outward-looking expansionary business um, versus, you know, even if it contains some brands that might not be for us. Um, So, you know, we remove that content from a general audience and place it into a narrowly specific audience. Right-wing media globally is a huge business, uh, but when it goes mass, it gets kind of crazy, you know, as, as you see with Fox News, but when it's behind a paywall and it's really learning about what its audience wants, you know, there's, and especially with someone like Philip Crump in charge of it, I think that it has the potential to be a bit more sort of, I don't know, a kind of calmer, more disciplined space. I'm, every likelihood I'm proven wrong here. But, and, you know, if you want to, if even if you believe that uh, the sort of, z b style media is bad, surely it's better that it be behind a paywall than than it be um front and centre of um you know one of the two biggest news brands in the country um but but as i said i I do think that there is a market for this. I think you're targeting a demographic which has money. Uh, even though this is opinion driven, I think there's a, you know, the fact that when you pay, you get to comment. I think there's, there's kind of natural community affinity stuff that happens there. Um, so, you know, fundamentally, I just, I think that, you you've got the, the Herald as a great subscription product. You've got Business Desk, great subscription product. You've got Viva. TBC on that, I'm actually recording this on its 25th anniversary, they're celebrating that, but they're also they're willing, um their editor, Amanda Linnell, who's done a great job over it, with the brand over a number of years. So TBC on Viva as a subscription product, but I certainly think that ZB Plus, an unabashedly right-wing, opinion-led site, uh, is, is smart business from NZME, and you know, we'll see how the whole thing goes. We'll see how it plays out. But I personally would rather that there be a controlled, professionalized environment for those kind of views versus the complete unregulated chaos of social media as the natural resting place for them. I believe that so deeply. And, you know, if you don't, all good. But you know, to to me, this is a, actually a really positive development for New Zealand media and and for a New Zealand media that's really challenged right now, like really challenged. Anything which helps kind of get, get a, a get away from um, pure advertising and into a, a reader revenue model, uh, I think is a net good. I think if you're listening to this and you like a basket of media brands, you should really be aware that supporting them financially whether it's by subscribing to them or joining a membership program like the spin-off, it's it's going to be the only way that they're fundable um or or that they're sustainable anyway so you know because there's no you know labor tried t- to to get involved in that and uh, you know i think we all know how that went but um yeah it's basically we're moving into an era where you need it can't be just advertising it has to be advertising plus um audience revenues and I just think ZB plus is, is a smart one, so uh, that's my that's my whole thesis of it. Um, we'll see how it plays out from both a business and an editorial perspective, but uh, thanks for listening and thanks very much for Samuel Hein. No disagrees with me on this uh, for for recording and and particularly to O media for for supporting the fold over such a long period of time. I really appreciate that Kakite. That was The Fold, brought to you by our partners at Media, making brands unmissable and public spaces better across Aotearoa. Huge thanks to Media for sponsoring this episode of The Fold and enabling us to make unmissable connections with Kiwis. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment?